0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Prague Report podcast. We have a very special top five episode. We haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, maybe we've run out of bands. I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> we're going to do one uh, with uh, a band that came back recently into all of our lives, The Winery Dogs, of course, with uh, Mike Portnoy, Richie Kotzen, and Billy Sheehan, a, a really great rock trio that I think all of you like. And joining me on this are our good friends uh, Kyle Fagala, Hey, everybody. And Christian Rios, who uh, you guys know from all his video work, and he's been on the podcast before a few times, got the Winery Doug shirt on. Returning and actually, Chris and I the saw the band uh, uh, what about a month ago?
1: Exactly a month ago, on the 25th. Yeah.
0: The and then Kyle, you saw them just a couple of weeks ago.
2: Yeah, their last show on the tour uh, in Nashville at the Brooklyn Bowl. So it was awesome.
0: Yeah. And they've been on a break, and I guess now they're heading over to Europe. So. Uh, you know they've they've made quite the splash. I mean, it was a really impressive return. I think I don't know that everybody expected that. Um, I don't. I'm not sure they expected it that they'd be welcomed back so so well and that the album would be uh, so well received and covered by everywhere and and tons of video views and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool to see. I mean, they're certainly worthy of it and just uh, you know amazing musicians. I think everybody knows their uh their credentials i don't think we need to go over too much of that but um uh a little history of the band i guess kyle you're probably more aware of some of the history than me i'm not sure but yeah so uh, i
2: mean in terms of like the history that always gets tossed around it was that mike and billy recorded with uh john sykes john sykes yeah exactly and so actually they had several songs recorded it got shelved and i think it was just a sort of work ethic difference between john in particular and the rest of the band Let's be honest, probably Mike, (laughs) as much as anything, I think he wants to get in and get out and, you know, get onto the next thing. And that's obviously not how all artists are. And so uh, Eddie Trunk, I think I've heard him say this no less than 37 times and God bless him, but (laughs) he put, he put up Richie Cotson as an idea and it was great that he did. Because for me, like in kind of the twilight of Mike's time in dream theater, You know, I was a big fan of Nightmare. I thought it was great. At the time, I was less excited about Dream Theater and certainly more excited, particularly of that Avenged Sevenfold album. I don't like everything they did, but I think Nightmare is perhaps their best album, top to bottom. And so I was hopeful that he would continue in that way. And then Mike's first album post-Dream Theater was Adrenaline Mob. And I did not love Adrenaline Mm -hmm. Mob, okay? And so then I don't have the exact sequence in order, but I think Flying Colors came out first in 12, I think. Yeah, I think and I right. and I loved it. I mean, I I still stand by that. That is probably my favorite of their albums, which is not what everyone says. Um, and then, 2013, it was the Winery Dogs, and so um, it ended up that it was the perfect mix. I think you know, obviously Billy and Richie have some history, and you know, Mike's played with everybody. But I think as power trios go, especially with a little bit of prog that they've got in them, they're really one of my favorite power trios. And that first album still stands up. So there's your little history lesson spontaneously
0: yeah well done well done uh all right so why don't we go ahead and get started uh we'll each do uh five songs we'll go around in a circle there uh kyle we'll give you the first uh pick here your number five Uh, choice
2: lucky me all right well i will say i've been fortunate to see the winery dogs on every one of their tours and so that's been kind of cool to see you know them as a band evolve and you know on their first tour they're doing cover songs in it and uh You know, now seeing them this far down the line, I mean, they've got over 10 years behind them. And so it's pretty cool to see them as like really a fully developed band and a a huge crowd for the band. I mean, as as Mike's kind of post-Dream Theater career goes, this is his biggest band. And I mean, these are the, the biggest audiences that he plays to. Except for uh, Twisted Sister, you know, but you get the point. Um, All right. So for me, uh, my number five song is going to be from their most recent album, their third album. And it's a it's really my favorite on the album. And it's not like a single or anything, uh, but it is the red wine. Um, And so it starts with to my ear, sort of a classic like Rush vibe. And then it sort of gives way to uh, kind of their characteristic sort of blues, blues rock vibe with a little bit of the technical flair that makes them interesting. Um, Also, I love on this song that live Billy pulls out an actual bottle of red wine and kind of slides it up and down the neck of the guitar, which is just kind of cool. Um, It's also their longest song. So while the winery dogs- Is really
0: off of all three albums? mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Hmm.
2: Unless somebody can correct me. (laughs) I did a very, I I, I, I mean, it's, I think it's only like what, eight to nine They don't have long. a lot of long songs, really. Right. Yeah. No epics here. This is uh, as close as they get in, f- in the form of a mini epic, I guess. But, um, and it, it's not really the point of the song, but I do like that there's a little bit more adventure and exploration kind of innately because it's a little bit longer song. Um, they also play it like kind of towards the end of their set, which I think speaks to how good of a song it is, and it connects really well so <laughs>
0: It has a little bit of that Richie Cotson gospel bluesy vibe in the in the chorus and, and in the hook. So uh, it's a nice fit there. Um, it's a song I warmed up to, to be honest. I didn't yeah. necessarily love it at first, but I actually do kind of like it now a lot. Uh, it's one of the better songs in the record. so.
1: It's a song that I still need to spend more time with. I know for sure I love the outro You know, after the solo, after that main mm-hmm. session, the first four minutes, those last two minutes with the solo and just the, the change of, of tempo. That's when like it, it really gets me. So, um, you know, Winery Dogs is great at closing their albums, you know, with and the red wine definitely is up there with, you know, they're you know worthy of a closer of, of a Winery Dogs album. It's just one I personally need to spend more time with. But, you know, it is a great song.
3: And-
0: yeah. Well,
2: I also just love red wine. So that that's probably I may just be picking it because right. I love to drink red wine. I don't know. So
0: there you go. All right. Uh, Chris, you're number five. My
1: number five is uh, actually from Hot Streak and, um, you know, not one that I think gets mentioned a lot, but my number five is The Devil You Know. Um, in my opinion, I, th- I think The Devil You Know, it's, um, you know, every good rock band has a, a like a devil song, you know. The, uh, That's, yeah AC, that might be true actually ACDC you know has hell's bells Rony stones has sympathy for the devil and I you know this is the winery dogs devil song and it's definitely you know in my opinion up there with with those songs um I just really like the um, the power behind it you know the the, the chorus is, is a it's such a powerful chorus with, with Richie just wailing off uh the so, probably some of his best Vocals and um, any whining dogs.
2: Yeah, it's towards the end of the second album. And you were talking about earlier, like you need to spend more time with some of the third album. The second album is probably the one I've listened to the least. And I think what you said about it having maybe some higher highs, but it it always felt a little uneven to me. And I think even stylistically Um, and kind of, as you know, they like did a really quick turnaround from the first album. They tore the mess out of it. They made the second album. They tore the mess out of that. And then they took like, what, eight years off, I guess, before doing the third one um, and so I almost feel like they were, literally, like trying to trying to get it out a little quicker. And they may not think that. And there's probably some people that, that really love the second album, but for me, like for whatever it's worth, I rank first albums their best. I think it's a pretty perfect album. And then for me, it's probably the third album than the second album. But I like the second, third about the same. I feel but like yeah, most this,
0: people may feel that way. You yeah. Know? Um, well, I, I
1: would definitely encourage you to revisit the second album. I, I oh, yeah. should. The thing about the second album, I feel it goes a little long. When I say it has higher highs, um, you know, if the album were about nine, 10 songs, I think it would be like a really solid album. It's the. Well, to me, this kind fair.
0: of music is better when it's more concise 10, yeah. 11 songs. They're this sort of get in, get out kind of thing. This kind of music that is very straightforward runs its course once you get to 13 14 15 songs it's like okay so 13
2: you know. songs on that one right
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah about there yeah there's a couple that i definitely uh that i definitely skip no offense to the one yeah dogs,
0: but it, but, um, but, well we'll get into it more uh, but no I'm i mean gonna, i'm let, gonna get into that album too let me
1: finish bit. my thoughts on on the devil you know i would definitely encourage uh, you guys to revisit that one i know it's towards the end of the album but it's um it's just a really good rocker man and and um we actually had a conversation, Roy and I, with with Mike after the show at at the Culture Room, and it was originally going to be on the set list, or they were considering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, bummer that it wasn't. Who knows? Right now, they're starting their South American tour, might make it on there. But uh, it's just a, w- one of those songs that I think really hypes up the crowd. It's uh, one of those if you know, you know situations. Like if you're a fan of the song, you're gonna right, really, right. really get hyped up because it's. When
2: I I guess for Roy and me, it's the devil you don't know because we... <laughs> but hey who doesn't uh, love the devil right and uh uh you know?
0: okay well, well i'm gonna go a completely different direction i guess uh for mine <laughs> uh the new album i'm gonna go there yep. uh and it's uh i don't know it's a surprising pick for me but i i sort of dig this one and it's it's really mellow but i i like uh i like how, how it works uh lorelei the the mm-hmm. song right before the red wine actually yep. towards the end um a little bit of that regret vibe from the first record, um, but a really good guitar hook melody they sings the solo's great, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's one that uh, that sort of sticks out to me from the beginning when I heard the record where I was waiting for some kind of uh, strong ballad type song. And that uh, the new album actually doesn't have another one other than this. and so. Mm-hmm um you finally wait and wait and wait and it finally comes on towards the end so uh yeah that's the one i'm going to go with and uh, yeah my picks are a little bit weird not not sort no, of no that song is definitely
1: a standout for me from yeah. the album. it's it's definitely slower definitely has the regret vibe but it, it's yeah no it's it's a nice slower tempo song i one of the first ones that stood out to me. Album.
3: One of,
2: one of the reasons I didn't pick it, I considered it, was maybe its similarity to another song that I pick later. <laughs> so I, I think that's totally understandable. Yeah. And when but are I, your lists not weird, Roy? I mean, they're always weird. It's okay.
0: We have to do that. Yeah, we have yeah. to. Uh, okay, so uh, Red Wine, Devil You Know, Lorelai. Okay, uh, Kyle, your next one.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to jump into the second album. And this is the lead track. It was the lead single. It's awesome. They played it when I saw them, and it was really great. Um, and it has kind of like, there's a certain style to the band that, to be honest, they they kind of replicated on all their lead tracks a little bit, like where it's all three instruments in unison, and they're kind of like doing like a quick sort of technical little section. Um, but each song is different, but this is a song Oblivion. Um, starts out super high energy, has a big technical open, then it kind of opens up with some really cool uh, kind of bass effects, you know, little whistles and moans that Billy can only do like Billy does with his bass and his tone on that song in particular is just a standout to me of course there's also a really great solo um and I actually think this might be one of the better uh, songs to introduce the band to somebody um and there's a handful of them that work on that level but this is a song like if you like rock music even a little bit and you heard this I would be shocked for you to not like it i actually saw a comment on this video it's got you know like four or five million views which is not a small amount on youtube and uh, there was someone that was calling out the number of dislikes it was like 700 dislikes which is a whole nother like subtopic is who goes and watches a youtube video and gives it a thumbs down you know yeah (laughs) like i don't like this what is there not to like about oblivion you know so but uh, anyway definitely a great song and uh, again from hot streak so
0: That's a good one. That's one of the best songs on the uh, on that album for sure. And it was a great introduction to that album when it when it came out. I mm-hmm. my only feeling was that I thought it was too, um, like. It was almost like they went into a room and said, "We have to write a song like this."
2: yeah is it like twist again for chubby checker or something you know like we (laughs) we got to do the twist again so what's it going to be i will call it twist again you know like we did last (laughs) summer um there's a little bit of that and again like you you could make the same argument about xanadu it has a similar like approach but i guess if acdc has done it on 24 albums like i think it's okay on a third yeah yeah you know so i mean but that is kind of like the 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 i guess the map or the recipe that works for them and so uh it does have its own unique qualities i really do like it but yeah that is definitely part of why i like it probably
3: yeah
1: agreed i remember uh after the debut album and during that tour um i was you know just on youtube i like to watch like live performances you know of some fans how they do and on certain shows i just kind of like to uh, stay updated with that. But during that first tour, the end of that first tour, um, one of the YouTube videos that popped up was new Winery Dog song, Oblivion exclusive. This was before Hot Street came out, like
3: mm-hmm.
1: what, like half a year, a year before it. So I had to hear it through that crappy phone quality. And even through that, I'm like, whoa, what song is this? It just sounds, you know, like not like nothing in the first album, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a an awesome opener. Probably well, I mean, we'll get to openers, I guess, later on in this top Yeah, top yeah. List, no, but it, It's definitely um, an awesome
0: Well um, go ahead and jump yeah. into your pick then. Your next one.
1: Oh, my next song is off of uh three. And for me, I'm going with Mad World. Uh yep. you know, Zan- you know, there's only been two singles off of uh off of three. Uh I like Mad World better. Uh nothing wrong with Xanadu. I actually love Xanadu, but Mad World was the one that I'm like I just like that slower winery dogs that more bluesy vibe. I love the message that that Richie is singing throughout the the song. You know, it's a crazy world. You know, we gotta love each other. You know, just kind of kind of lovey dovey. But um, I I love the pre-chorus. I, just overall the sound. I think is um, it, it's probably my favorite song off the the new.
0: Video. That's a great one. I mean, it totally seemed like an obvious single. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. when they, yeah, when they put it out.
1: definitely a worthy Zingle and a great follow-up to Zingle.
0: Yeah. No, I dig that one. I think that's one of the stronger tracks on, on that album as well. I, the album starts off really strong. Mm-hmm. The first, I think, yeah. three, the first three songs are killer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I that With
1: one. Mad World, it's just during the verse uh, with Richie, it's, you know, it's Mike doing the drums, but it's just Billy's bass is so prominent. Your, your, your well group. they make
0: a lot of music with just the three of them playing <laughs> it sounds right. like a lot of it's very full sounding even on those verses and stuff and they're not yeah. overdubbing a whole bunch of stuff it's mm-hmm. really it's it's just three but it sounds yeah. so it sounds so full and yeah you definitely that's billy that man that. billy's bass playing covers yeah. so much music or gr- musical ground
2: yeah i mean richie is able to do a lot since he picks too i mean it's it's not unlike other guitar players who use their fingers and there's just a lot more going on And it doesn't hurt, again, that their tones, like their individual tones are incredible. The way that Mike hits the drums, the way that Billy, the sounds he can get out of his bass are unreal. And then Richie's as good as any guitar player I've seen. So that's that's why they work so well as a trio. And it's the same reason that Rush works really well as a trio, same reason the Police works really well. Each individual person has, you can pick their sound and their style out of anyone else playing the guitar or the bass or the drums.
0: Definitely. I always thought it would be fun to be in just a rock trio. You It'd know? be awesome because decisions it, would be
2: easier. It's a majority rule. Yeah, you just rules. get there. You yep. just
0: get out there. There's something to that. To just like plug in your and then you play the three of you guitar, bass, drums, and just go. You know, that's it. Yeah. it is cool. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with my uh, fourth choice. Uh, I this is one I've always really liked, and it's uh, out a left field pick off the second record, uh, Ghost Town. Yeah. yeah. Are wow. That one. wow. Uh yeah. Voice this know. was the standout song for me from that album from from the minute I got that record. that's uh, more
1: legal than, than my number five.
0: I just like uh <laughs> maybe. I just like the sort of driving groove about about it that it's it's very different sounding uh for them. And then the chorus is great and it's got yeah, that, cool, that kind that's of an awesome chorus. Yeah, that's an opening. That's an awesome chorus. Yeah, but I like that whole kind of just uh, I, I don't know I've, he's sort of playing kind of like a subtle double bass thing going on throughout like the whole song And Billy's got the bass going and uh, it sounds very different to me from a lot of their other stuff. So uh, That's gonna be my lone pick from that record foreshadowing, but uh, yeah, that's always been my favorite song from there I knew right away. It was gonna be on I always thought that should have been a single, too. Uh, Okay, so we had Oblivion, Mad World, Ghost Town. So far, no repeats. Uh, Kyle, what's your uh, number three?
2: I was just looking it up just to see, but they did play Ghost Town on on the Hot Streak Tour. They did play Devil You Know. So I have to say, I don't think that either one is really like a deep cut choice. I think those are both like completely. If they
0: play live, that doesn't count.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously, it's theme, obviously, right? they tend to agree with you too, you know? So, yeah. All right. So, are we already on the third pick? This is great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, my third pick is going to be, and I'll just say this I think my top three on any other given Sunday could probably change. Uh, they are all from the first album, which again, I've already said it, but, and it's a 13 track album, but it, to me, there's no skippable tracks. I think it's as close to a perfect album you know, from like a modern, like rock trio, let's say, I mean, really just a modern rock album. I mean, it's, I really like them crooked vultures, uh, only album. I think that's like a a modern rock classic. I mean, there's a few others that I can name off, but this is in that camp for me. But anyway, the song that today gets to be number three is the other side. Um, it has an, an incredible vocal part. Um, and, you know, Richie's got a great voice because he has a big, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, number of octaves he can sing is quite a bit. But in his high register, there's something special that happens in his voice. And I know he gets compared to Chris Cornell all the time. I did it on the uh, reaction video to Do I'm guilty of that as well. But he has obviously his own unique voice. But I think what people are, are comparing him to is the soulfulness and his ability to sing really high. In such a way that it is reminiscent of Chris Cornell. And that's on this song. Um, he's also doubling with the guitar as he's singing, which is something he does sometimes, which is kind of like a classic, like blues, but also you'll see a lot of like jazz and fusion guitar players, like someone like Pat Metheny or something would do that, you know, but um, he does it in his own way. It's got one of his best solos. And then the cool thing about this song is they kind of go into this halftime feel during the outro. And then there's some drum ad libs. And so as a drummer, like anytime Mike is getting to kind of play on top of almost like an ostinato or like in it sort of a jammy way, it's really cool. And so this one, I mean, as I'm talking about, it, like maybe this should be number one or number two, uh, but it's a great song and it's really cool in the concert, too. So the other side.
1: Seeing that one live definitely elevated that song um, more for me, especially during that solo. What Richie does to that solo in the live setting, just he probably extended it. You know, I, I I remember it going on a little longer than usual, but yeah, he just absolutely shred that that entire song. Um, definitely a good, a great pick off of the first album.
0: Yeah, that's one of the standout ones I think from that first record, one that everybody sort of took to uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Christian, what's your number three? My number
1: three is also off of the first album. Um, it, I could kind of agree with, uh, with, with Kyle, where my top three could probably rotate depending on how I'm feeling that day. Um, but I would have to give my number three to Regret. Regret is uh, one of probably their best songs in, in their catalog. Uh, definitely worthy of a top five point. Uh, but seeing it live was a, a, just an entirely different experience. Seeing that song live, um, it, it almost felt you know it, it's very gospely, and mm-hmm. it and it really shows it really shows uh, what the Winery Dogs as a band contributes to Richie's songwriting. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, "Regret" originated as a Richie song. There's actually a demo of it on Spotify with with, with just Richie,
3: hmm.
1: which is good. But the Winery Dogs definitely takes it to a whole nother level. Um, and I especially love what they did, uh, what would they do with it in a live setting uh, after the, you know, the main song is over and Richie says, A paid debt, you know, he says mm-hmm. the a paid yeah, debt yeah. line. In, in the studio, it immediately goes back into the track. But in a live setting, he says a paid debt. It just kind of holds it there for a yep. while. The audience just kind of like stays there and pause. And then, and then Mike comes in with the drum fill and mm-hmm. I think I uh, it's
0: extremely powerful live man
1: yeah no it's really such good. a it's such a powerful song live studio and live version Richie's organ playing um, the solo uh, I'm not ashamed to say you know I got I, I got pretty teary eyed during that performance you know not something that you do at a rock show but the song is just that powerful in my opinion it, it, it's an awesome song so that's my number yeah, yeah for sure
0: Okay, so uh, we're gonna continue you may have noticed that Kyle is in a different spot Uh, So as we were talking we had a little bit of an uh, internet snafu and we are back uh, and continuing moving forward. So moving on uh, As these things happen, uh, okay, I'm gonna jump in I was doing my number three, which is uh, from the new record uh, the third track breakthrough Um, another one of my favorites off this album Uh, I guess the second uh, track from here that I picked Um, you know I like Xanadu a lot when it came out obvious uh, that's a great obvious choice I thought maybe one of you might pick it Um, so I went with another track that I liked a lot which is Breakthrough really great chorus very simple kind of pop song that I think could have been from any era you know 70s kind of rock uh, kind of rock song Um, and I liked a little guitar hook that he plays in the chorus after he's singing in between each line. That's the that's the hook right there for me, um, and I and I think could have been uh, another uh, winner of a single for them as well. So uh, it's a track they play live, and yeah, not much more to say about it. But I just a, I think it's a really good good song.
1: Definitely a strong one. Definitely worthy of a single.
2: Now, am I wrong? Did they not do the first three tracks on the album as singles? I, th- I thought they did. I know you said
3: earlier. Breakthrough, it was
0: only two breakthrough, never was released. I think I, mm-hmm. I, I even think I, that they may have mentioned it was gonna be, but I don't think it ever was.
3: Okay,
2: my my impression was that that's what they did. So we'll have to fact check. And uh, might I be a radio that. single. I don't
1: know if it. Yeah. It hasn't released as a video single for sure.
2: Here's yeah. a okay. So it's yeah. What what constitutes a, a single these mm-hmm. days? You know, it's not like we're buying little forty-five. So. That's um,
3: a,
0: a, an official video, I think, maybe is the thing. I mean, I, I don't radio. know if anybody worries about anything getting actually played on radio. That's that's new anymore. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, technically, everything's a single now. That's on iTunes, right? And we're we're now no, into the no. next. one. no. So era.
0: so before an album comes kidding. out on iTunes, I know I'm kidding. Yeah, there'll be the separate tracks, but yeah.
1: It's a joke. All right. It sounds dude. like a um, podcast on in its own.
3: Yeah. Right. It's it's what is a
0: single? <laughs>
2: All right, so I'm so happy to be outside my house now on my cell phone, propping it up on my uh, thigh. But uh, I we're moving on, right, to the, the yeah. top two pick, right? Okay, uh, so this one's already been picked, and uh, I regret not picking it before you, because now I can't talk about it. But no, uh, it's it's Regret, and this one definitely could be my number one song choice. I think it's their best song, Live. And I think it's partly just, you know, Richie getting behind the the keys. He actually, this is a fun fact I will share about Regret, he did do a little piece of Lorelei, at least in Nashville. He
0: does, yes. He did it our show too, yeah. All right, cool.
2: So he did get a little bit of what you like in there, you know. Um, This is a song uh, that Mike plays on Hot Rod Sticks, which are made by Promark, and so they give it a little bit of a softer touch. He's done that over the years on different transatlantic tracks. He does it on the new John Petrucci album, well, new terminal velocity. Um, he's done it kind of here and there and it gives it sort of a unique sound. I actually have some sticks that he's used in tour on the first tour on that song hanging on my wall. But you know what? My internet went down, so I can't point them out to you. But um, huge fan of it. It's just a good barroom blues song, and it's just awesome. It's a yep. perfect vehicle for Richie and what his artistry is, and so it will forever be a song that they play with towards the end of their set because it's that good. So, Regret.
0: Right on. Regret. Totally. Um, all right, Christian, you're number two.
1: My number two, uh, we're going to kind of wrap up all of uh, the album closers. Um, hmm. we, we, we've picked Regret. Kyle has picked a red, red, red Wine. Line. And yep. my number two, which could have easily been number one, but I bumped it down to number two just because it's more of a personal one for me. In my opinion, and uh, I I might have a better reason uh, for my number one. But my number two is the Lamb off of Hot Streak. Wow! Uh, this song—it's um, cool. it, a deep cut, though it's been played live. So God, I don't know. You might not consider it a deep cut.
2: Well, I've also—it's you have consistently <laughs> mentioned the right. Lamb as one yeah. of your favorite songs. Like I knew you were gonna pick it.
1: I believe we were—we actually were hanging out. I think I had a cruise once, and this conversation was brought up. And I, I yep. was raving about the land, like this song is amazing. Uh, what I love about it, besides it, it's probably one of the more unique songs. Uh, the, the the more unique songs, um, like with riffs, the what 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 Billy does in the chorus uh, with with his bass is. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to imitate the the sound, but. <laughs> Right, yeah, I don't want to sound silly over here. Please play bass with your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it has such a badass uh, bass riff, badass beat, and um, and Richie's lyrics are probably some of the deepest in the entire uh, discography. It's uh, I, the, the reason why I consider it a personal one of the one of the more personal songs. It just it came out at a time where I was going through like a really difficult. Lost in my life, and that song lyrically just kind of like encapsulated the way I was feeling um at the time uh it, you know but if, if if yep.
0: it's like it could be written in a journal the way well I that's it. that's when a song is perfect, you know when it when it yeah that's why it could it it
1: it kind of sounds like one of their more layered songs too uh to this day, I'm not sure if in the solo right at the beginning of the solo. Um, right before Billy does his there we got a little bit of bass it sounds like there's like a violin in there it, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that song maybe we could uh, check on it but it's probably a guitar it's been a, a while, been a while since
0: I it. listened to it yeah
1: it's, it, it's probably a guitar because you know whiner dogs with a violin that doesn't make sense but um, and then the organ is just going on the entire time it's, it's my favorite song of the second album you know Hands down, and well, you got two, two from spot.
0: Hot Streak, and, and almost like, yeah, uh, that's yeah. what I mean. The, the higher, yeah, highs. so <laughs> higher highs for, for Huts, uh, yeah, good, good pick to have you on, on this uh, podcast, yeah. man. Oh, no, um, the name is awesome. So I'm going to go with uh, because two of you have picked Regret um, and I went Lorelai, which is, you know, in the similar base. What happened? A bird fly? (laughs) (laughs) A
2: bird just flew right by me. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, man,
0: you're in its spot. Uh, All right. I'm going to go with um, I think this was this may have been the first single they ever put out was Desire the first single they ever put out.
1: Or was no, elevate? It might be elevate. Elevate was first. They had four singles off the first album. I think
0: Desire is either third or fourth.
2: Yeah, I think, I think it guess. went Elevate, Time Machine, maybe Desire.
0: Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm going Desire, the second track from the the first record, which is uh, just awesome, great, powerful live song, kick-ass, uh, killer riff, and. Uh, this is where Richie really hits the high part of his voice in the, in the choruses and where he really has that Chris Cornell sound like in this song a lot. Um, and, uh, I think that th- this song, when I heard it really sold me on them, like, okay, they're, they have, mm. uh, they have more than one song to them and they can really write some powerful songs. And like, I was really excited at that time to hear the album. So, um, always love this one. And I, yeah, I may end up being the only one picking it, which is cool. So uh, well, I was going to go Regret, but I'm happy to go with Desire. Love that song. Yeah. I'm
2: happy for you to go desire to too.
0: <laughs> all right uh kyle you're number one
2: i can't believe we're at number one already hey, hold
0: on one second chris you're a little blurry your camera need...
2: there okay. focus. all
0: right go ahead Kyle.
2: yeah I, I can't believe we're already at number one it seems like you know just moments ago that i was in an entirely different room <laughs>
0: and uh well, looks like good where, it looks good here. where you are right now my amazing. my
2: internet has gone down and uh a bird tried to kill me and um <laughs> Is And there's my family just walking by with our dog. It's just a beautiful moment, really. Beautiful moment in podcasting. <laughs> when but
0: you, When you pick the number one song.
2: Just as a beautiful moment in, in life, too. Um So my number one song is the first song I heard by the Winery Dogs. To me, it set the stage for, you know, for me personally, Flying Colors was the moment where I was like, okay, Mike made the right decision. And I know that sounds like overly dramatic maybe, but right. I mean, I love that album. But this was the moment where I was like, okay, he really made the right decision. Because now I had two bands that I immediately like was super interested in, right? And it's Elevate. And so it's the first song of the first album. It was their first single. It introduced me to the band. The music video was awesome. I was literally like blown away. I can count on like, you know, one, maybe two hands, how many moments I have really been blown away by new music once I was an adult, you know? Like when you're a kid, everything's kind of mind blowing, you know, it's like for whom the bell tolls was mind blowing, you know, and no offense to that. But, you know, it's like doesn't blow my mind anymore. But new music, especially in the era of it just not being what it once was. This was a song when I heard it, I was like, oh, my goodness, like that you listen to a a time again and again and again and again. You are just kind of listening to like, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so everything that we've already said about the band is true in this song. But if there is a better song than the ones I mentioned earlier to introduce this band to, like maybe Oblivion, let's say, it's definitely this one. And so it still absolutely kills live. It's their perfect mix of good songwriting, uh, good melody and harmony with technical, just classic rock music. It's just a great song. So elevate
0: A, a strong introduction live it's great it's the one song that everybody jumped up and started singing along to yeah like the whole thing it was really cool yeah um all right christian what's your number one
1: my number one uh is also from the first album but it is not elevate I, uh shocker i um i agree with uh with with roy's sentiments about uh elevate you know being such a great introduction but not until you heard a later single where it really solidified <laughs> this song. It's like, whoa, this—they're they're not just you uh, know, you know, a, a, you know, a one-hit wonder, you know. Which it was ridiculous to say now, but Elevate was awesome. But it wasn't until I heard Time Machine, which is my number one. Time Machine, uh, that song just blew me away. Again, you know, I like the slower tempo, more catchy songs. Um, but the thing with Time Machine is it—that that riff, that intro riff. You know, everyone already, it's it instantly recognizable. It's going on the entire time. Down, 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 It's such a, hmm. such a sloshy riff. I don't know if that's a proper term. Sloshy
2: is, it. that was the word I was looking for, seriously. Right.
1: And and it's definitely the song that I would introduce, um, you know, if someone were to ask me, who are the Winery Dogs? That's the one that I would introduce, uh, you know, the Winery Dogs with. Because it, it yeah. highlights, you know, all their vocal harmonies perfectly the there's a bass solo there's a drum solo the guitar solo is badass the final chorus is you know it's the chorus but just sped up it just had and it ends abruptly it's you know as it starts off slow but then it just builds up builds up until you know it it just basically uh it's the ending is like amazing and it it, uh, that was my like alternate i mean what was that
2: it was my alternate pick for this list, but right. I already had three yeah. from the first album. I was like, I can't put all, Yeah. can four picks from the same album. <laughs> okay. yeah, right. What is this?
0: The, the, just I almost, uh, yeah, this is on my short list also, but uh, I, I thought maybe one of you guys might pick this one. So yeah, yeah it's, no, it's definitely my
1: time. favorite in the entire discography. It trumps the lamb for me just because, you know, it's it's the one that I would show someone that's never heard of the Winery Dogs. This is what they're all about. This is
3: cool.
1: Broken <laughs>
3: We'll i
0: for my number one I'm gonna kind of keep it simple again uh, but I'm gonna go elevate also mm-hmm. um, hard not from for me hard hard to not go with this one as the top choice it's just always been the number one song uh, from this band for me um, and again after seeing it live recently again uh, I've seen them live a few times but um, it, it, it hits hard you know and it's just a catchy song and lot it's you can crank this one in the car and it's just great it's just mm-hmm. awesome um. So yeah, I mean, I think that first album, like you said, Kyle, it's 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 gonna hold up for a while, and it's uh, ten years already, which is insane. Right. I mean, some of these albums come out and in the blink of an eye, it's been a decade. Um, but it's cool. I'm glad that they're still a band. I'm glad they're still touring. I think it's, uh, it's good for them to have that vehicle to do something different that's successful. And you know, I guess if you're overseas, uh, for overseas from us, if you're in Europe, UK, stuff like that, they're about to hit. Hit over there and um, you know melt some faces over there. So anyway, yeah,
2: they're, they're, they are touring a lot for this album, which is cool. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't oh, added yeah. up all their tour dates, but it feels like this is going to be their longest tour, which is awesome for a third album from a band that's a super group. Effectively, there you are. Yeah. So many dates they're going to oh, have to like yeah. put it in
1: too small of a script Pretty to sure even read. Sure they're going to go on the sleeves, the front. Well, I
0: think that's what's worked for this band is that a lot of times these soup these projects come out that claim to be a real band that's gonna be around and they do one album and then no one hears from them again. And uh yeah. and they've they've put their money where their mouth is with this thing and they've and that's why yeah. it's built back up. That's why they have the fan base. So
2: Or they do an album and then they tour it for like six dates, you know?
0: Right. right, right.
2: Like black country com- communion cough cough. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh anyway quite, quite hey real. we made it we made it through you we look like it. you have you like have a great uh afternoon going over there man so enjoy the rest of your time uh all right guys hey we'll see you again soon chris kyle see you
1: guys see you everybody all see you guys check
0: out the wine guys.